next stop, the Super Bowl. Hell yeah, you know we on. We built to do this all night long. Who that? Who that say they gon' beat them Saints? They a lie. They can try, but in the don't we know they ain't. Let's go. We on the road. The next stop, the Super Bowl. Who that? And welcome back to Kenosha Chronicles podcast. I'm your host as always, Brendan Ertl, and for the first time in a long time, I can say it is game week. The New Orleans Saints face the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this week, and I got an insider himself, Evan Winter. He works for SB Nation. He's a writer for Bucks Nation. He's part of the SB Nation family with me. Evan, what's up? How's it feel to have football back? Dude, Brendan, what's up, man? It's awesome. I kept my expectations low all offseason, just – you know, just to avoid the potential devastation that comes with possibly missing football. And since I kept those expectations low, they're just ready to take off. And, man, I can't wait until tomorrow night to sit on the couch and just and just watch live football for three hours. Yeah, absolutely. I know Saints fans know that last year we, we didn't think we'd be looking at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as a quote-unquote dream team. That's kind of been the quote going around is that they've built a dream team in their facility. My first kind of warm-up question for you is, do you expect a Team USA Olympic basketball team, Michael Jordan, uh, Charles Barkley kind of dream team week one, or do you expect maybe the Philadelphia Eagles Mike Vick dream team week one? Week one, man, it's it's going to be – if I had to put money on either one, I would say the Mike Vick dream team just because you don't really know what this team is going to look like. Uh, this offense could have a really low floor come week one. Um, and Mike Evans, he he sounds, sounds like he might play this weekend. However, if he does miss this game, we're really not even going to know what this team really looks like because he's such an important part of the offense – um, if I was a, I honestly think just if I had to, you know, give my honest opinion, I think that straight down the middle, we'll see a little bit of both. You know, we'll see some Charles Barkley to uh, to Michael Jordan, some type assists. However, we'll also see some Vince Young interceptions at the same time in certain uh, certain regards during the game. However, if I was a betting man and you know I had to make a decision. I would definitely say uh, the Eagles Mike Vick dream team is what you're more than likely to see week one. Hey, the Eagles Mike Vick team wasn't that bad. They won eight games, and I gotta say, Mike right. Vick is. I mean, it's it's not it's not a bad uh, team to look out look be be compared to. But I definitely think they could be so much better than that. I think they can compete for the NFC South for sure. But come week one, it's for both teams. It's so hard because of this off season. Um, not having training camp. And that kind of jumps into my first question is that um, the Saints kind of have the upper advantage in this spot because they're returning their whole team, basically. Um, the, the, the Saints' offensive arsenal is pretty much the same besides adding Emmanuel Sanders and Cesar Ruiz. Uh, how, how do you think the Bucks are going to try and slow down the Saints' offense? And, yeah, what, what do you expect to see on game day with the Saints' offense? So the key, and we kind of talked about this on uh, my podcast a little bit earlier, you and I did, as well as my co-host Bailey, um, it's got to be pressure, man. They're going to have to pressure Drew Brees, Drew Brees this weekend. Um, 
they did a terrible job of it last year. Now, granted, a lot of that was because of Sean Payton and his scheme that he drew up. I can't think of the Saints offensive line coach for the life of me right off the top of my head, but he had a very good game plan installed. Um, and they just really took advantage of what the Bucks were best at. Uh, they used a lot of double teams and zone blocking schemes on Vita Vea that kind of negated the power that that man has, the, that he can drive the center back. Um, and then they just kind of let Shaq and JPP um, in week 11 – they let Shaq in week five because JPP wasn't there for that game. We just kind of let them run right by Drew Brees and Teddy Bridgewater. You know, it's kind of opened up those rush lanes and kind of let them take advantage of their own speed and use it against them. So they've got to find a way to get pressure. Hopefully Todd, Bl- Todd Bowles has some creative uh, designs and uh, blitzes drawn up. He did the one sack the Bucks did have in week 11 was a Mike Edwards blitz off the edge on Taysom Hill. So, I mean, it wasn't even really Drew Brees or Teddy Bridgewater. Um, regardless, that's the only way they're going to slow down Drew Brees in this offense because if you don't get Drew pressure on, on Drew Brees, it's plain and simple. Yeah, I, like you said, Saints offense has been explosive, but the the Bucks offensive, um, the Bucks offense passing wise has been that much better, and they've been that good with Jameis Winston, with Mike Evans, with Chris Godwin, and they've ranked among the league best in these past few years, even with Jameis turning the ball over fifty five hundred times. So, what do you kind of expect with t- uh, Tom Brady? Do you expect him to be still pass happy, or do you expect more of a Fournette? kind of Ronald Jones balanced offense come come week one the Bucks are going to want to be balanced I mean Bruce Arians talks about it all the time how he wants to run the ball uh, he even mentioned a few practices ago um, about how and he specifically mentioned the Saints how when you get down 14-0 in the first 10 minutes or whatever um, then it's really hard on the ball and he's obviously talking about the week 11 matchup where what the Saints had the ball like 20 of the first 25 minutes and scored 20 points and it's just just terrible I mean it was it was the ultimate just uh viewing of Buck football at its worst uh was that week 11 contest um they're gonna want to be balanced are they gonna be balanced I doubt it because the Saints front seven is just unreal um Tampa Bay showed last year the offensive line is not very good at run blocking that whether that's personnel, whether it's scheme, whatever, we'll find out this year. Hopefully they've improved, but football outsiders had them 23rd in adjusted line yards, uh, and they were 30th in stuff rank, meaning that they were uh, third to last in the NFL, allowing their running backs to get hit at or behind the line of scrimmage. That means they weren't getting any kind of push up front. Um, Tristan Wirfs, hopefully, will help that out. But really, I think the Bucks are gonna have to come, or are gonna lead, are gonna are gonna keep up where they left off last year. Uh, meaning they're gonna throw the ball this this week. I really believe that. Even if Mike Evans doesn't play, I still think they're gonna chuck the ball around the yard because honestly, that's all they're gonna have. Because I don't really see them running the ball effectively against the Saints. Yeah, even Sean Payton himself, one of the better play callers in the league right now, has to remind him he always writes on his play card run the damn ball. He's got to remind himself, <laughs> even though he's got a great back in Alvin Kamara and Latavius Murray. I mean, Bruce Arians probably got to do the same thing because uh, Leonard Fournette is a new addition you got there. And this will be actually Leonard Fournette's first game in New Orleans. So he'll probably want to get some nice. touches as well. Nice. So that's something else too. But because you guys have built this huge dream team, all these big names, like I said, Leonard Fournette, the Dominican Sue, Jason Pierre-Paul, Shaq Barrett, there's big names all over the place. 
Um, I think that's kind of overshadowing some of the young talent you have. Who's a Bucks player that um, you could see kind of in a, a breakout year that like no one's talking about? So it feels kind of weird. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna cheat and kind of do two. Uh, I'm gonna do the first one real quick. It feels kind of weird saying this, but OJ Howard. Um, he really technically hasn't had his breakout year. He just comes from Alabama, won a championship, first round draft pick. So there's obviously a lot of clout that comes with that. A lot of people are gonna follow you for a good moment and pay attention to you um, with all of that. But with Rob Gronkowski being added, you know, obviously Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. Uh, a lot of people are forgetting about him and not really talking about him. And he had an excellent camp. Very, very good chance he is actually the leading tight end this year. Uh, but really the guy that's kind of hidden in the shadows. But if you've been paying attention to the Bucks, it's got to be Scotty Miller. Um, he has had a great camp. Uh, Tom Brady has just raved about him from time to time. He is a fast little dude. He's like 5'8", 180 something like that, but the dude can absolutely fly. If a safety's not paying attention, he's going to run right by him. Um, you know the Bucks are going to take some shots in this vertical system. Uh, technically, Mike Evans is the deep threat, but Scotty, like I said, is just going to be that guy. He's going to be like John Brown with the Cardinals. Um, if everything goes the way it's supposed to be, he'll have that kind of effect on this offense. And therefore, he could end up, and I mean, considering he was a sixth-round draft pick last year, um, he could end up, I wouldn't be surprised, 30, 40 catches for 700 yards, something like that, and, you know, four or five touchdowns, which would be a really solid season for him. I'm glad you brought him up because he was a guy last year who popped up in some games, and Saints fans were kind of like, who, who is this guy? Right. And we've seen Tom Brady kind of excel with these little, small, quick little slot receivers, Julian Edelman, Danny Amendola. It just kind of reminds me, of one of those guides and he just finds a way to get that those those guys the ball and especially in moving into my next question Mike Evans he's got a hamstring issue what's going on with him so yeah they said it was a soft tissue injury later came out said it was a hamstring injury and then actually just before we hopped on and started talking uh Ian Rappaport is saying that Mike Evans feels good about his chances playing this Sunday so it sounds like it's going to be okay now granted Players not going to come out and be like, no, nah, man, there's no way in hell I'm playing. You know, that's just not what they do. But you would think at the same time, and there's a real-life example for this, um, last year when Evans and Godwin both injured their uh, hamstrings, the Bucks really didn't say anything for the first couple days after the injury. Uh, they waited, got MRIs, all that other stuff. So far, we haven't heard anything about an MRI. Um, that's a good sign in itself. So I think he will play Sunday. Uh, the key, though, is don't – if he's questionable at all, if it looks bad, don't rush him back. Yes, it's a big game, but there's still 15 more games to go after this. So I would rather have him along for the, for the long ride. But, you know, obviously we'll see how that goes. Yeah, absolutely. I know Marshawn Lattimore would love to have him play this game. <laughs> Mike <laughs> Evans would – yeah, my, and I'm sure Mike Evans would love to be out there. So we'll just see how it goes. <laughs> yeah, they, they always love to kind of get into it. Um, whether – whoever's having the good day, Evans has had great days against Lattimore. Lattimore's had good days. And they always just seem to have good TV when you watch them play. So I would love to see that matchup. But moving on in the score prediction and some impact players, what do you think this game will – end up looking like I know it's hard to tell just based off of this offseason um, but what do you think this game will look like score wise and who's gonna have some, some big game some big numbers so I'll keep the score prediction just to keep the suspense going for the audience but uh, I think guys are gonna have a big game Tom Brady 
Chris Godwin. I know that just sounds absolutely, you know, just predictable. But to throw a wild card in there, I will say Scotty Miller. Um, he caught that 41-yard or 48-yard pass uh, against the Saints last year That in week 11. That was almost a touchdown, got the Bucks down to the one-yard line. Um, I do think he's going to find some success on Sunday. On the defensive side of the ball, I'm going to say Devin White, just because he is the Bucks' leader on defense right now. He is that guy. Um, Vita Vea going to have to do something big. And then I'm going to say Antoine Winfield, as worried as I am about him, um, I really think he's going to make a play on Sunday. Uh, he's just – he's like – he's a really cerebral player. He's been – he's got a nose for the ball. Um, and he's been making plays all throughout camp. The, and the staff would not be starting him. Uh, especially with some other more experienced guys like an Andrew Adams who played over 600 snaps last year. Um, they wouldn't be starting him unless they felt good about him. For the Saints, man, you got to look at, obviously, Michael Thomas, who just reamed the Bucks both meetings last year. And then on defense, um, man, I'm going to go DeMario Davis. I've got a man crush on DeMario Davis <laughs> since he played for the Jets. I honestly – I, I've thought about buying his jersey. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> um, he's he's just a monster, dude, and he is the heart and soul of that defense, as great as Cam Jordan is. Um, but Demario Davis is obviously going to have some kind of impact on this game in a big way. Uh, score prediction, I think it's going to be more of a shootout. I think it's going to go over the 45.5 projected combined total. I do think the Saints are going to win, though, 28-24. Um, for the Bucks, um, the Bucks are going to be a little bit behind, just kind of breaking everybody in, uh, mainly Tom Brady. But at the end of the day, I just think the Saints um, just just better coached, more well rounded, and they have better depth. The depth in y'all secondary is crazy good. So, um, but I think the Saints do come away with the win at the end of the day. Yeah, I'm going to keep my score prediction to myself because I actually said it over on your pod. So if you guys want to know my score prediction, check him out over at Bucks Nation. But I'm glad you brought up Scully Miller again. I just don't want to rave about him too much. But there was my last thing is he was uh, – there was a picture going around Saints Twitter of him holding about eight or nine footballs. And uh, the comment was Scotty Miller on Sunday. Yeah. And uh, it's it was – yeah, it was a joke. But Saints fans were like, okay, these are the kind of guys that always – for some reason, pop off against us. So hopefully he doesn't have too good of a game. I'm rooting for the kid, but just don't just don't kill us too bad. But again, this is Evan Winter. He works over at SB Nation. You guys love the SB Nation family. You can check him out at Bucks Nation if you guys want more input on this week's opponent. Evan, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks so much for having me, Brandon. It was a it was a pleasure, and definitely got to talk later in the season as the as the games continue to uh, roll forward. Again, that was Evan Winter of SB Nation Buccaneers. The Saints will face off against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this Sunday. Yes, I said this. This week, this Sunday, it'll be on Fox, and the great Joe Buck and Troy Aikman will be calling the game. Now, I don't know about y'all, but I'm getting so freaking nervous for this game just for the fact that we're playing Tom Brady. It's the Buccaneers week one. The Saints never really play their best football week one really hope they can pull together this week just because the magnitude of this game it's breeze brady they've never really had a chapter of playing each other before and yet this is their year it might be the only year we get of breeze brady and this is matchup one it's chapter one might only get two chapters of this regardless of what happens the core of the tambay buccaneers is still there 
and the past 17 games that the Saints and Buccaneers have played, the Saints are 14-3 and against the Bucs. Since the 2017 draft class, the Saints have always had great success offensively against the Tampa Buccaneers, Alvin Kamara especially. In the past six games, he's played six career games against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He has totaled 734 yards, and that is 122 yards per game. A guy like Marshawn Lattimore as well loves to play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He loves the combination of playing Mike Evans. He said today in his interview he hopes he plays because sometimes when he doesn't, he gets a little bit sleepy because these wide receivers that he has to face that aren't Mike Evans just aren't as good. And that's just a fact that it's a testament to Mike Evans on how good he is as a player. And he wants to go out and face him. And from what Evan told us, it sounds like he's going to go no matter what. Honestly, he wants to play in this game. His hamstring's bugging him. And his hamstring is what put him on IR last season and ended his year. And it looks like that's flared back up, but it looks like he's going to play regardless. Now, of course, this game means so much for the Saints and Bucks in terms of just playoffs and division seedings. And it means that much more in the record books as well with Tom Brady and Drew Brees. They've been slowly chasing, I'm not going to say slowly, they've been chasing each other for a long time in terms of career passing touchdowns. And Drew Brees has a three touchdown lead on Tom Brady and he looks to keep that lead. And if he wants to go down the record books as the quarterback with the most touchdowns ever, he's going to have to throw at least three more touchdowns than Brady this year. And right off the bat, week one, Drew Brees can break yet another record. Now, I'm not going to say if for this next stat. I'm going to say when Drew Brees completes his first eight passes, he will surpass the great Brett Favre with 10,169 completed passes of all time. So he'll be the leading touchdown thrower, the leading passing thrower, and the most completed catches. So the main three stats of a quarterback, he leads in all of them, but yet the quarterback on the other side of the ball is the one that's the go. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not trashing the Bucks too much. I think they can be a very good football team, and Sean Payton needs to remember to start running the football more. On his play sheet, he's got to run run the damn ball on his play sheet like he did last year. But the problem is the Bucks' defense was number one in run defense last year. And they're only going to get better, honestly, at that spot. With guys like Devin White going into year two, Levante David, the Dominican Sioux, Vita, Vita Vea. They're a strong front. And it's really important for the Saints, even though they're a strong front, to run the football. Just because they're a strong front, you don't want to shy away from that. The Saints have a strong front as well, the offensive line. Ryan Ramchek was most recently named the best offensive line run blocker in the NFL according to Pro Football Focus. He got his own little trophy. Run behind that guy. Let's run Kamara. Let's run Latavius. That's going to be a huge key stat to this game is running the football because so you're able to open up those passing lanes because the Bucks' defensive secondary has been one that's been middle of the pack statistically in terms of yards given up, in terms of touchdowns. But they got a rookie in the back end, a very talented rookie, I should say, Antonio Winfield Jr. I Drew Brees might go after him. He might test him. It's his first game. Hey, rookie, what's up? I'm Drew Brees. Defensively, the Saints just got to get after Tom Brady. We've seen Tom Brady at his worst when he's pressured. Last year, I'm going to look at the Titans game without Jadavian Clowney. I'm not even going to talk about Jadavian Clowney, 
but the Titans' pass rush was all over Tom Brady, and he did not have a good game. Pressuring Tom Brady in his first game in the Dome without fans is the most important because Tom Brady's going to be able to communicate with all of his players easily. There's no crowd noise. There's fake crowd noise. Shout out the Atlanta Falcons, but it's not going to do anything in this game. Cam Jordan, Marcus Davenport are defensive tackles. They need to get after the passer. If they can't generate enough, Dennis Allen's got to dial up a blitz to get after the passer because that's the most important thing because the Saints secondary is so talented and they're talented at every level, which is important. So you aren't relying on one unit to carry the load. If the defense line's doing their job, the linebackers are doing their job, the secondary's doing their job, they'll get out of this game with a W. But they need to do their job. Do your damn job like Bill Belichick says. Because they got the talent to win their second Super Bowl in franchise history this year. They just got to put it all together. I had my score record over on the Bucks Nation podcast. But I'm going to say again here too. I said, I think I said it was a 38-30 game. I could see it being high scoring. But I also could see the offenses being a little bit rusty. And not on the same page of terms of play calls, adjustments, things like that. But the reason I think it'll be a high-scoring game is because there isn't much crowd noise. They'll be able to adjust. They can fix alignment things with communication. There's not really going to be a fan impact in this game. I think the Saints can escape this game with a W. They're on home turf. They wanted to defend New Orleans. Yes, the fans will not be there, but I know the players will all be thinking... If they were here, let's play just as hard. Marshall and I were saying today, we need to generate the energy. The fans aren't going to generate the energy for us this week. I'm recording this Wednesday night. You might hear it tonight. You might hear it the next day. But we're less than four days away from game day. We have a football game on Thursday night. As surreal as it sounds, football is back, and I'm so excited. And I hope the Saints start out 1-0. I hope you guys enjoyed Evan Winter coming on the show. He brought some great insight. It's what we can see from the today Buccaneers week one. I'll be catching you guys after the game, hopefully with some great analysis of a good Saints W. Again, you can find me on Twitter at Brennan Earl. That does it for the show. Appreciate you guys. Who dat? Who dat? Let's go. We on the road. The next stop. Don't